All right. Hello and welcome to the Podzilla 2000 podcast. Um, contrary to the name, we are not only about kaiju, even though uh, I think I think we all want to review a lot of kaiju movies. Yeah, we could we could do that. <laughs> we'll do Godzilla versus Kong in some time, and it'll be, it'll be great. It'll be fun. <laughs> what if we just pivot like away from like like very no critically films. received films to like just solely kaiju blockbusters? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the hard pivot later. Um, yeah. But for right now, we're going to stick with the art film uh, startup, and we're going to be reviewing the uh, Best Picture winner, Nomadland. And honestly, guys, this this movie was the most boring way I've ever spent two hours. <laughs> I felt like a whole two emotions of bored, and then just kind of shifted right into, huh? That was sad at the end there. I have several points in my notes where it's just like, huh, I really hope there's literally anything apart from just feeling sad or nothing. <laughs> and I wrote that at three separate times and went out of my way to timestamp. And while the person I watched it with also just paused at several points to go like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. And okay. Yeah, that's 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 fine. We Oh, wait, there's another hour of this? <laughs> okay good because i i was hoping that casey would have that opinion too because like it was just boring and i know he's not like a movie schnob so i, I river river what did you think i i really actually enjoyed the movie and like it was very slow and not a lot happened you're right but somehow i was able to like stay really focused on it maybe the Maybe because the cinematography was beautiful, uh, the Ludovico Ainaudi score really helped keep me into it a lot because his piano compositions are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something like, I don't know, it felt kind of poignant to it to where like, oh, these are people who have literally lost their entire lives and now they're trying to like find some sort of other purpose or individualism like in this, I don't know, kind of living as just like wild humans. And maybe maybe that's why I have such like this this disdain for it or this negative attitude, because when if a show just commits to that, like I'm never going to argue about like some like, you know, post disaster show, as long as it's like all actors, actresses, you know, it's a it's a produced show. But for this, where it intentionally, you know, blurred the line and it had, you know real people tell very, very close to what their real stories are. And then, you know, it had like one of the most decorated actresses of all time as the protagonist. Right. So I, I don't know, maybe if it was more one way or the other, I'd feel it, but it it felt disingenuous to a degree, you know? Okay. Um, I kind of understand what you're saying, but I still feel like it can, it conveyed the message it was trying to convey very, very well. Um, in just like, Francis McDormand's character, Fern, just kind of like meeting all these other vanners. And then, like you said, the fact that like a couple of them, being Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Wells, were all like real people who do this as their life, mm-hmm. it kind of helped more with the authenticity of it. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And Nic- Nicholas, I guess uh, it wasn't clear what your overarching opinion of the movie is. So, Nicholas, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I agree with the sentiment that there was 
the more or less two emotions, which is just I'm this is sad most definitely, and this is nothing. The 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 big takeaway or I guess the the rounding description that Casey and I had for it was that was uh, that was the the runtime of nothing. Uh, there, I mean, it it was it was a very nice it like it was well done some of the shots and like river had mentioned with the the mm-hmm. scoring going along with a lot of it it really it really fit and did a really wonderful job but it was kind of like a do nothing movie for the 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 length of it with bits of wow that's yeah that's sad yeah <laughs> like okay so the saddest part to me and i mean I, yeah bob wells at the end talking about how his son committed suicide i i felt of that course. don't get me wrong yeah that but the saddest part of it was when um i didn't write down if it was swanky or linda may or who it was um but when they were talking about killing themselves and then they were like i looked down at my dogs and i could i just couldn't do it yeah that was linda may okay yeah linda linda may i would die for linda may absolutely uh, she just like talking about like yeah i i've i was uh, gonna do it and then i saw my little doggos and i'm just like wow is this movie talking about me right now? Is this is this coming at my neck? Okay, but like not to not to pivot immediately. Um, what were, do you do? Does anyone remember the breeds of the the dogs? Wasn't it like a pomeranian? One was a toy poodle, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what the second one was. Cocker spaniel. Ah, uh, okay. Which opening with amongst all of the like Amazon stuff, I started doing a sponsor bingo shortly thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and that's also part of it too. Like I get Amazon hire seasonal workers and Amazon hire blah 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 blah. This felt like it was a PR for Amazon. Yeah, you're right in that. I that it like totally with the movie it didn't fit either because it was just like talking about how like they're rejecting society like standard society by do living this nomad lifestyle but then they're like oh yeah i work at amazon <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> i'm a free bird i'm, I'm right. independent i'm on my own hold up gotta get my gotta get my uh gotta get my amazon check real quick yeah especially with the backdrop the lead up of coming off the heels of you know this woman who's lost everything in the great recession where an entire zip code was just made obsolete because this monolith company that employed everyone or created the employment around it just disappeared in a vacuum and you have this pr opening for amazon and it's that is serving the same purpose you know that where they're picking up warehouses and having these hubs in these cities that almost kind of like pop up around it because of the the necessity and it's it, it is it is showing the same thing that was her background yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was cool. That was you know, but at, at the same time, it was just like, so you uh, what is this? Is this a movie about? Because going into this movie, I just thought it was like just white people shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean I just thought this was the movie about hey, you know how people of color and indigenous people have been doing, uh, have been have been living, you know, in vans or on their own or off the land, however you want to phrase it, for for decades and decades and millennia. <laughs> well now white people are doing it so here's a movie about it and then you know it turned so quickly away from that and like so i'm like okay she works for amazon and is is this about a, a movie where you 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 have to sell your soul um and work work for the same people that partially like you know the same the same concept that took you out of business or moved you away from your home or destroyed your town is is that the socio commentary and then it just said no it's not that 
and then it never made a point. I don't know. God, imagine how like bleak the overall message would be if that were the point. Like you saying that, I'm like, damn, this movie just could have been something entirely just more depressing. I, 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 my take is it could have been entirely better, though. You know. I mean, I understand, but I guess uh, my feeling about the pacing is it was like similar to what I would imagine being a nomad would be. You know, like you have small moments of joy and um, sadness and other genuine emotion, but then a lot of it would just be lonesomely traveling from one place to another where not a lot of stuff happens and like maybe it is a little boring at times. But I think that makes those like the moments where she's like standing on the on like the rock the cliff next to the ocean and it's just so beautiful and then the other mm. moments she's enjoying with linda may and the rest of the crew um it just makes those moments a little more like powerful yeah yeah i get it i just i don't know i, I guess I, I when when you give me a protagonist and i don't know your opinion on this one nicholas but uh, when you give me a protagonist that i just am not cheering for and i don't care about and this isn't an indictment on 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 uh, Francis McDormand's performance, not at all. It's just I don't. She wasn't a likable protagonist in my mind, so therefore, no matter what she goes through, I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I did find myself like being more attached to the side characters um, a lot more than Francis McDormand or her character. Um, yeah, her performance was great, but it was just the character was kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. And t- going off of that, with when you're saying you know not her not being likable, I found myself at, at points when it, you know when we're th- you know thrust into her and whatnot. I was I was I was looking back over some of my notes, and she has this habitual uh, falling back of not letting people help and putting herself in these situations. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, and then when someone either forces their way in or, you know, tries to go out of their way to help, um, such as uh, trying to help when she's pulling some stuff out of her, out of her van and mm-hmm. the bottom of the box falls open and all mm-hmm. the plates shatter, you know, this, oh, there you go. And she, you know, she points to that almost and it kind of by way of her actions as there you go. That's what happens when I let people get close. That's what happens when I let people help. And then continues in this kind of cyclical way of punishing herself, remembering what it's like to have other people around and have that sort of, you know, uh, opposition to loneliness. And then something happens, or again, she's kind of punishing herself for that fleeting moment of happiness and then goes right back to it again. Do you think that, Part of her character, uh, I guess, composition is that she's not letting herself be happy after the the death of her husband. Or, or why do you what what character motivation did you see, or either either of you two see that made it so that she was just like destined to be unhappy? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the death of her husband really did a lot of that. But like, um, and. I think one of the things that suffers on her character too is she's not given a whole lot of backstory. Like, yeah, you know her husband died and then like you see her interact with her sister for maybe like five minutes and you realize that she's kind of a shitty sister too. Um, but I don't know. Maybe she's just one of those people who's just always destined to be unhappy or trying to choose that. I guess that's not a like valid argument, but... Well, and on the, you know, choosing that as I think she says at some point or someone points out to her is she keeps doing all this other stuff for other people, despite not letting them in, you know, her husband died and the entire area of empire is dying, but I'm going to stay here for years doing odd jobs and doing work 
just to, you know, as she, as she said, you know, keep the memory of my husband alive and then, okay, goes on, goes, does something else and is continuing this kind of way of doing things for other people. And I think it's too close then. Oh no, no, no. I was, you know, I was being happy there. I wasn't doing the kind of painful task of keeping memories alive and making things, you know, a, a proper amount of suffering for myself and right back at it again. So I, I, I wrote down early in the movie, um, I, if I had to put money on it, it'd be under 20 minutes in when, um, and I also have another commentary about the 20 minute mark. Uh, so, so about 20 minutes in, she, she was parked in just like a, you know, gas station, um, parking lot and yes. the attendant was just like, Hey, you know, yes. There's mm-hmm. there's a church. There's places to stay. Like, I, I I and I wrote down. I said, um, "Oh God, where? I, have you ever seen my handwriting? It's not it's not good." Um, I said, "Is it a matter of principle not sleeping in beds during winter or homes during winter?" And that that's something that never really got answered because she seemed cold in the in the van, and then anytime yeah. she slept in a house, she was uncomfortable, which I understand, but. It, it 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 that was a question that never had an answer and never really had something to point to hey this is this 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 is the character of fern this is why she's the way she is you know see and i think that the answer that i that i ascribed to it when that happened because i also made a note when she was in that parking lot um <clears throat> i think when she has the portion where she's not or you know she's lying awake in the house and then it goes to sleep out in her van i think that was our sort of answer to it is just her own predilection after this time of not feeling comfortable in a sure. capital h house um but what i had originally wrote down at that in that when you know the gas station attendant comes over to try and help out is and i and i wrote this kind of leaning uh, in a couple of different areas with regard to, uh, you know, the American mentality of not accepting help or having to do it on your own, having to exist in this lonely fashion, despite how harsh it might be. So do you see this movie as kind of like a critique on, on capitalism? Do you see this movie kind of as a, as a critique on the American culture, American way that, uh, that we're still largely stuck in, you know, the, the uh, Puritanian, um, philosophy of you know work will set you free do you see do you see this as a critique or it's i i I also have the same background going into the movie that you had which was the three words of white people shit and (laughs) no other insight into it um other than like the small bit of discussion and i kept coming back to the like you had met you know as you were kind of surmising that i was viewing this as a critique of capitalism with regard to you have you know um uh the uh some of the characters talking about suicide because the social security wasn't substantial enough for someone who you know wasn't able to work or couldn't work uh wasn't able to continue to survive and that they only get this kind of consistent dependable employment during the amazon holiday rush for you know for bleeding hours and all that is done and served to spend new year's eve alone by yourself and you know kind of needing to like work to continue to push on for it and and that mentality of like you said you know work will set you free needing to like work in whatever way you can fashion it and you can grab onto it because someone else is going to take it if you don't and river i knew you're i know you're about to uh, talk um so i want i just want to interject this really quick 
maybe maybe that is the purpose of having maybe this isn't necessarily just a PR for Amazon, but maybe how everybody and their mother knows, oh yeah, Amazon treats its workers absolutely horribly. Right. Um maybe maybe that was the background of having Amazon in there, uh, other than just, you know, they gave them film a shit ton of fucking money but whatever uh go ahead river that could have been and i I think it's hard not to see this movie as like a critique of capitalism or american culture because it's just about all of these people who have directly rejected all of that Mm -hmm. like these people are living in their vans like working odd jobs whatever they can and it's definitely non-traditional american lifestyle um but i think the incorporation of amazon could like yeah sure maybe it was paid for and amazon wanted them to do this but like i think it was also subtly like a slight to amazon to where it's like oh like like you were saying earlier how she finds herself in the same situation in which she lost her home um i mean like just kind of seeing amazon there and considering oh you know amazon's kind of like that now and um i know it was only like nine years ago but 2011 when the movie takes place to now is like still a huge change and just kind of like this is like oh this was amazon in 2011 and then think of what they are now and compare it to what happened in empire and you have that kind of dual nature as you mentioned you know this kind of in her her actions and her uh and the people that she you know travels with in a friendly capacity or interacts with in a friendly capacity are kind of in opposition to what her sister and her sister's I guess friends and family in the you know housing and real estate market when they're having their campfire discussion, literally saying you know this you know American tradition, and that no it, that is the best kind of encapsulation of the American tradition is you have these people that are showing off how wonderful this you know life is and how wonderful things are for them because of you know getting to do these things in the real estate market and how nice life is, and you have her who is has is busing and traveling and walking to get enough money to go back to her basically to make her home livable again yeah Mm -hmm. and i even like i actually kind of forgot that um her sister and her sister's husband were in the real estate thing um so that's interesting that you bring that up in opposition to like other everything else or everyone else she was hanging out with i i i think that was that was probably my favorite scene in the movie that was a Um, good scene yeah just because i when she when she said, "I don't want to disagree with you, but I do," I'm like, "Holy shit! This is this is again." When 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 you know, I have friends or family bring up some like something, I just disagree with them to the core. I kind of come at it like this very rather soft kind of. I don't now now you're talking, but you know what you're saying isn't isn't correct, right? Like <laughs> yeah yeah, kind of playful, and I I felt that, and I don't. I don't think Fern, I'm going to disagree with the comment earlier here, River. I don't think Fern was a shitty sister. I just think they had different wants in life. And this is kind of showing just that maybe the duality of, you know, the duality of man, you know? Um, yeah, that's fair. I guess, yeah, me saying she was a shitty sister is kind of an, like a, like a hyperbole a little bit. But um, yeah, and just seeing how her sister's kind of like, what's the word i'm looking for oh almost an antithesis to like Mm -hmm. what fran is and like you said duality of man that's a really good way to sum it up 
and especially you know you and i uh being more in like you know the punk lifestyle um compared to i i don't i don't know your siblings but especially compared to my siblings i'm our, my our lifestyles are are so divergent that um it was kind of cool to see that on screen and see it be see it be a point of contention but not a point of you know i hate you or right. or, or i don't love you or something like that so that was that was really neat because every time we other, every other time we see it it's like you know, either that high school drama kind of thing where, you know, the the one kid's a skater, the other one's um, on the football team or something, or whatever. <laughs> the song uh, Skater Boy by Avril. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. you know. So that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm reading too far into the wrong thing. Um, Nicholas, I, I know I know you, you're uh in not disrespecting, you know, the relationship River and I have with our families, we both love them very much. Um, but Nicholas, I know you're phenomenally closer with your family. So I don't know if you have a different opinion on that one. No, I thought it was very interesting having the the sisters after getting to kind of explore and follow along with Fern and, you know, what she's done after finally kind of or partially breaking off the crutch of everything from behind uh, in Empire and moving on, seeing after kind of interacting with Fern all this time, getting to have her and her sister, or rather these, you know, her world and her sister's world kind of come to this, come to a head um, was very, was very interesting, especially with, I, you know, kept, I kept pointing up points. Uh, I said, I think the, the movie functions well as a critique of capitalism or the kind of, you know, the rich get richer and the poor have their friends die. Um, there was mm. many points in the movie where either a social safety net was referenced or medical necessity and that these things were just not possible, not feasible or not not accessible and things got worse either you know against preventative in in the case of yeah well i had you know i had lung cancer right or i had um swanky had what was, was it liver cancer or lung um, cancer i thought it was brain well it, it eventually but it eventually spread to her brain oh yeah okay yeah, yeah no yeah you're right it was a lung and then it spread to her brain you're you're right you're right you're right which i you know i i just i kept finding points without them coming on fine and saying it or pointing it out where it kept centering back to look at the the world that we were creating where you know the friends of you know the are you know the, uh of fran's friends or other uh truck or what was it um not truckers that's not the right word for it nomads vanners or something like that vanners oh, um, oh okay i see what you're saying Van dwellers i think is what they were they were referring to themselves as you know didn't have the capacity partially due to dwell dwindling numbers but also just due to the the virtue of their lifestyle to help fran upfloat the 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 repairs needed and has to go and ask while she is family but had to ask her sister who you know lives in this you know many roomed house and without breaking a sweat says you can live here yeah we got we got room you know right. shrug shit uh it's 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 no further burden on us I also look hilariously felt... up at uh, up at my sister currently living with me. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, River. I'm sorry. Um, I also felt like Swanky's story, like when she was giving her monologue before she left or whatever, um, it like seemed super oh, like hopeful and stuff. But it was it was mm-hmm. actually rather bleak and depressing because mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. like, 
oh yeah, I know I'm dying. I don't want to spend my life or my last moments in a hospital being in debt and like knowing that just because you can, if you're even able to afford medical care, that's not even guaranteed to work. And she's like, I'm just gonna go like drive and live life until I die. And I'm like, it's it was it's just kind of like sad thinking about how that's some like the mentality that us poors have to have um like we can't go to a hospital we can't afford to go to a hospital even if we can go to a hospital it's not even guaranteed to work like and then you're just shit out of luck and money yeah living to die and referencing back to i think the first time that um that fran got this you know the the full brunt of all of the vanners um or the um god they, they had those like tramp rubber tramps something like that um they're the uh, kind of the recall. name for the kind of organization location having this you know monologue that she's sitting around the fire hearing about you know the tyranny of the dollar and and whatnot and then some short time later cutting over to uh <clears throat> to swanky talking about her kind of dying is fine because she did live as opposed to the kind of previous mentioning of living to die you're working and working like the uh the guy who uh again when they're going around the campfire kind of talking about the stories who he worked and worked and worked and worked and he got a boat and he died a liver failure yeah so uh, i'm i'm going to kind of pivot the conversation a little bit um uh, and because while i was watching it uh I was thought that, you know, okay, they have a couple sad stories. Uh, well, I, this is a bleak movie with a couple sad stories and then a couple of moments of, of, of hope. Okay, cool. Uh, was there anything directing wise that you thought, um, you thought, you thought was just significantly better than the other, uh, than the other movies, um, and directors that were up for, for best directing. Um, and basically what I'm asking is, do you think this movie deserved best director? Do you think Chloe deserved best director? Uh, I only saw Minari and also this one. <laughs> okay, okay. But I, I, I liked some of the directorial choices she made. I'm a huge fan of like macro nature shots. So mm-hmm. um, it felt like, um, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because I'm just going to butcher it, but the guy who directed The Revenant, um, I found a lot of um, similarities between like the cinematography and this and that and to where like nature shots were used kind of to emphasize things. And then, like, I'm not going to shut up about the score because it ruled, but her using, like, kind of Fern's, like, more introspective, like, nature walk moments as a montage, like, paired up with this beautiful Ludovico Einaldi compositions, like, just perfect. And, and Nicholas, do you have a a thought on it? No, I, I agree with what River was saying with regard to kind of pairing up a lot of the moments of the score you know, as this kind of, uh, you know, towards the end, we get these lonely music after punishing herself while she's kind of showing and highlighting the uh, kind of um, separation from the rest of the world and her kind of isolation amongst the kind of nature shots. Um, and, and likewise, having this kind of melancholic wonder after she's, when she's first exploring the campsite, um, a lot of the, um, the, the score paired up really nicely and you know specifically being able to you know mark something down is you know having paired up with you know she's exploring and the, you know the one person she knows is beckoning her over no i'm just you know, gonna check it out um which 
consist which is very consistent with her character and this kind of that looks fun let me put the pause on that for a little bit and see if i can suffer a little bit more before i you know cash that in all right i'm gonna pivot to something because if um we don't have a lot of time left but i'd be absolutely remiss if we talk about this whole movie and i don't mention morrissey girl oh my god i wrote it down too <laughs> like shout out to this girl morrissey lyrics tattooed all up and down her arm and just his name morrissey oh like my god god <laughs> incredible I'm just, I'm just looking at it and i'm and i'm laughing to myself and i'm just like I, I don't want that piece. I, I love the Smiths. I love Morrissey. I, I, I just cannot get enough. I don't want that piece of shit lyrics tattooed on me. I don't want that piece of shit right. name on me. Gotta have something. <laughs> it would have been like, I just would have absolutely died if she would have like pulled up her sleeve and just revealed like a like a portrait of Morrissey's face right? like, on her upper arm. And not, not young Morrissey, not cool Morrissey, old Morrissey. We're talking current Morrissey. <laughs> I'm gonna get a back piece of that picture of him like licking his own tit. Oh my god! Or not licking it, but just holding it up. Anyway, yeah. Oh god, that was that was just freaking. I I I I could not hold it in because it just it just broke me. I didn't. I 100 did not expect it. Nobody told me about Morrissey Girl. Yeah, <laughs> I like went into this movie as blind as possible, and like I'm surprised I didn't see more discourse about Morrissey Girl online or something. <laughs> Truly, the unspoken star. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, screw Linda May. Screw Swanky. We want to follow Morrissey Girl for at least a year. All right. You think what she also update? When's the sequel? Yeah. Nomadland Two. Morrissey Girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! That's a great note to end on. All right. Um, thank you for everybody listening. Uh, I don't have social medias created yet, but they are on their way. Um, it's probably going to be Podzilla underscore 2000 or Pods- Podzilla 2000. We're going to find out. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Benji for uh, getting the name of the podcast. Uh, if you know Benji, uh, you know, give him some love. He needs it right now. Um, yeah, I guess any. Th- I guess the better way to close will be uh, what's the next movie that you, you two want to watch? Not that we review, but what's the next movie that you two want to watch? Oh man, I really want to see Sound of Metal. It's it's on Amazon, babe. Is it? Okay, yeah. cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sound of Metal and uh the Mads Mickelson or just round. watch the lighthouse again. Ooh, oh, daddy. <laughs> we need to do it. We need to do a lighthouse one. Yeah. Uh my 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 list is another round um and that's been that's been on the list for a long time. And then uh, I wanted to watch Crip Camp as well, and never got around to it. So, um, we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm just gonna watch my VHS copy of Napoleon Dynamite that I recently picked up. I love but, who you yeah. choose to be. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Until next time, folks. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you.